Welcome to the Derek Diamond Experience Podcast, episode 176, back from a really fun weekend at Pensacon 2018. Got to do some really fun interviews, the first of which you'll be hearing today with Star Wars author Miss Claudia Gray. We talk about her time at the convention, her book Star Wars Bloodline and Leia Princess of Alderaan, some of her upcoming projects, and so much more. It was a really fun conversation to have, and hopefully you guys enjoy it. But first, let me tell you about our proud sponsor, Audible. Today's episode of the Derek Diamond Experience is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com nerdcave. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. You're listening to the Nerd Cave Network. Derek, Derek. Diamond, Sitting here at Pensacon with my very special guest, Miss Claudia Gray. Welcome to Pensacon. Oh, thank you so much. How have you enjoyed your time here so far? I know it, we're only. This is the first day and we're just a few hours in, but how have you enjoyed your time here so far? It, it's been great so far. Uh, you know, I've been able to go over and meet some readers and sign some books. Uh, I won't start with panels until tomorrow, but it's been a warm welcome. What kind of panels are you doing? Let's see. I'm doing one on writing in somebody else's universe, uh, doing another one on the future, and then I'm on a third panel, the nature of which I have no memory of. I will awesome. show up, and they will tell me what it is about, and I will just talk. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it should be fun. should be fun. Doing panels are, are a blast. Yeah. Um, I wanted to start off really by asking uh, a little bit about yourself. Where, where are you from originally? Uh, I'm originally from Mississippi, but I've lived all around. Um, currently, I'm based out of New Orleans. Cool. So not too far from here. No, no. I drove over, actually. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah it's only... Two and a half hours or so? It's about three hours, but when three. you count getting to the airport, waiting for the plane, getting on the plane, like, that's more than three hours of your life. Yeah. Yeah, and this way I could listen to my podcasts and, you know, stop for a snack whenever I wanted to. I'm glad I'm not the only one that listens to podcasts on long drives. <laughs> what, what kind do you listen to? Uh, this time I mostly listen to a few episodes of Sawbones, which is about medical history. Oh, cool. Uh, it's a husband and wife team. The wife is a doctor and the husband sort of fields the questions mm -hmm. uh, and then I also listened to a uh, 99% invisible which is about design mm -hmm. in all of its forms whether that's architecture tools experiences whatever I have no idea how I found that podcast but it's weirdly fascinating they'll cover anything I was actually listening to something about the invention of the sports bra Interesting. It was later than you think. They didn't have it until the 80s. Really? Yeah. I thought that would have been like a 60s thing. I, or earlier, but yeah. like, yeah, no, like women who were winning track and field events at the Olympics back in the 50s and 60s, they were having to do that in a regular bra, those poor women. That anyway, sounds awful. We, we may have sidetracked slightly <laughs> no, no, from no, what you meant to discuss. No, it's all good. It's all good. That's usually how these things go. <laughs> so what was it that, that made you want to become an author? Like, were you a huge into books when you were younger? Is that what kind of inspired you? Oh, what, yeah. What, what I was, was always that? a huge reader. Very, very avid reader. And, um, I mean, I always thought it would be wonderful to write. I have to say, I didn't pursue it really at all. Uh, I got into writing fan fiction. 
and I wrote so much fan fiction. I mean, millions of words. And but you know, it taught me a lot. And so finally, belatedly, I got around to thinking maybe I could actually do this. And and lo and behold, it worked. That's awesome. That's yeah. uh, mo- a lot of authors that I've talked to. They started by writing you know, fan fiction. Mm -hmm. It's a good way to develop your skill and you can kind of dabble in, you know, another universe Mm -hmm. and put your own take on it, which we'll, we'll get to in a second. Yeah. But that's, that's really good. And honestly, writing somebody else's universe can teach you a lot about how to build a universe because you gain an appreciation for the way certain limits are built in or certain possibilities are built in and you begin to see like, Oh, it should, it should feel like this. Yeah. What was your first book that you wrote that you were able to get published? Evernight. Evernight. Uh, that came out 10 years ago in May, which is astonishing to me. Wow. Yeah. And what is that book about? Uh, I, at the time, I sort of saw it as a kind of feminist answer to Twilight. I, I enjoyed Twilight, but I wanted something that had the girl at the heart of the action, shall we say. Uh, and that was a lot of fun to do. Was Twilight kind of a, an indirect inspiration for it? No, uh, I was more a huge Buffy and Angel fan and had okay. written a ton of fan fiction around that. So it was, I, I got really lucky. It was the first book I ever wrote. And I basically showed up with it the week that publishing was like, oh, they, they want teen vampire things, it seems. So I got published very easily. It was a huge stroke of luck, but... Perfect you timing. know, fandom led me there. Perfect timing. Yeah. From there, uh, when did you start writing for for the Star Wars universe, and how, how did you get your foot in the door with that? Uh, they approached me in 2014, and it was just an email out of the blue. Now, that said, here we go again, through fandom back in 1994, I think, you know, I, like I had a 2400 baud modem, and Kurt Cobain in the CD player and an AOL disc with 10 free hours. And I got on an X-Files discussion board and I made friends. And, and I always tell teenagers this and they don't believe me, that for like the first six months of the public internet, everybody was really nice to each other. And we talked about the actual topics at hand and it was lovely. And so a number of the people that I met through that, I have ended up knowing through mm-hmm. my life. And... Of course, if you're fans of one thing, you're probably fans of more than one thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I ended up talking about Star Wars, especially with one of them. And then you flash forward in time and she's an editor with Disney who gets assigned to work on Star Wars books. And they said, we need a YA author who loves Star Wars. And she's like, I know one. So uh, they sent an email and... I was like, hell yeah, Uh, and it all went off from there. Before we continue this fun conversation with Claudia Gray, I have to remind you that for you, the listeners of the Derek Diamond Experience podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. And speaking of Claudia Gray, my recommendation for this week is Star Wars Bloodline, written, of course, by Claudia Gray. It's one of my favorite Star Wars stories. It's Leia Organa-centric which you don't see too many of those stories. Uh, it deals a lot with the aftermath of Return of the Jedi, setting up the Republic after the fall of the Empire. It's a really fun and interesting era in the Star Wars universe. So if you are a Star Wars fan, I highly recommend you check out Bloodline. But they also have other books too from mystery, romance, sci-fi, fiction, nonfiction, gaming, 
any genre you can think of, Audible has. And if you're always on the go like I am, Audible is a great service to have to be able to continue to read without having to sit down and read a physical book. And to do that, just go to audibletrial.com slash nerdcave. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash nerdcave for your free audiobook download and 30-day free trial. So you, you were a Star Wars fan growing up? Oh, yeah. It came out when I was six or seven. And, uh, you know, I'm, I, as I've said before, it shattered my brief relationship with reality. <laughs> it was over yeah. from that moment on, yeah. It's crazy to see... Is it, yeah, that's my, my favorite film series growing up. I can remember mm-hmm. watching the, um, the the special editions when they were re-released. Yeah, in, I watched in, that too. In theaters and, you know, just seeing the progression that it's taken, you know, because we, we went from, you know, for almost decades with not having anything new and then the prequels yeah. came out and then when Disney bought it, they announced the new trilogy. Well, and if, yeah, I mean, we, like had, we had the novels that mm-hmm. started, I guess... When did the Thrawn trilogy start? Either late 80s or early 90s? I want to say early 90s. I just remember buying the hardcovers at a Walden Books in the mall because you still had a Walden Books I remember and a Walden mall. Books very well. Yeah, um, I remember that. So you had that, but you didn't have movies or much on screen in mm-hmm. terms of like TV or something. Yeah. And then when Disney, you know, of course, bought Lucasfilm mm-hmm. and they announced the new trilogy and everybody's going nuts over it and mm-hmm. everything. So it's, it's cool to see it really back and seeing you know how far it's even increased yeah every year is because it, to me it's one of the biggest if not the biggest fan base in the world is probably Wars. it's true and it's a fan base that exists at a lot of different levels you mm-hmm. know uh and the only other thing i think this is true for is marvel but not even as much with marvel because Star Wars you have the people who are super crazy incredible into it and can tell you the model of every single blaster but then you also have people who, like, that may be the only science fiction movie they they ever go see are Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. And you know, they know who the characters are, and that's better, but they're still Star Wars fans. Mm-hmm. You, you have people at all different ages and demographics and levels of involvement. So I, I think it's really interesting. For sure. What was the first Star Wars book that you wrote? Uh, that was Lost Stars. Lost Stars? Okay. Mm-hmm. And can you give just like a brief overview of what that's about? Uh, It primarily takes place during the events of the original trilogy, Mm -hmm. uh, but it is from the point of view of two original characters who are from a small sort of out of the way planet. And the idea was sort of what does that war look like if you're not the main hero or the main villain and you don't have Obi-Wan Kenobi there to explain to you what's going on. If you're an average person at an out-of-the-way planet, how much do you know? What do you think is going on? Um, How do you feel about all of this? And uh, they said, when they came to me, they said, we really sort of would like this idealistic girl who joins the rebellion and this angry guy who joins the empire. And I was like, no, the angry guy joins the rebellion and the idealistic girl joins the empire. You know, it's it's the cynic who knows there's Mm -hmm. something wrong with the system, you know? Uh, And so that gave me a lot to play with. I like that. Yeah. And then after that, is that when Bloodline came along? Uh, Bloodline, actually, they approached me for that even before Lost Stars came out. Right before, but before. uh, It had to happen in a hurry. (laughs) Uh, I'm laughing because I'm remembering writing that book in such a hurry. But, uh, yeah, they, they... I was like, I can't do anything right now. Because they said, we need this book. And, you know, literally, it was about 40 days. Uh... 
you know, and I said, well, I, I just can't do it. I've got these other projects and it's impossible. And they were like, it's about Princess Leia. And I was like, damn you. <laughs> you know, you pulled and, me in. And you had to do it. I had to do it. Had to do it. Well, I will say, as someone who's read Bloodline, it's one of my favorite Star Wars books that I've ever read. It was, And it was nice, because I haven't read too many Leia-centric stories. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, seeing how she dealt with the post-Empire era, and then the whole revelation, I won't spoil it for those who haven't read it yet, but the ending, I thought, was very, very good. Thank you. You know, the the realization that happens and then just seeing all the dominoes just fall mm -hmm. from there from that moment because you didn't really think about or at least I didn't like how would people react when when they found out right right and that was actually you know I love the old EU but they never dealt with that large scale mm -hmm. um I'm pretty positive the Thrawn trilogy begins with that already in place mm -hmm. so it was fun to really have that uh, fresh, I guess. Yeah. But now we're really getting into annoying territory for people who haven't read the book. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'll just say it's one of those very wow moments in in Star Wars. So it, no. it was it was very, very good. I I'm so it. glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. And then uh, a book that recently came out was uh, Leia, Princess of Alderaan. Yes. And obviously it's about Leia. Is it uh, around what era does it take place? Uh, it actually takes place, I would say like about a year to six months before her appearance in Rebels. It's the very, very early days of the Rebellion, and it's sort of how she gets involved in the first place. I kept seeing people going, oh, it will be how Bail Organa brings her into the Rebellion. And I was like, guys, you know, first of all, you know, I know that he supported her being in the Rebellion, but no really loving dad is like, yes, I definitely want my daughter going to war. She's 16. Uh, and also, I thought, you know, Leia's not the type to sort of passively be like, oh, okay. I thought, she's she's going to have an interesting origin story mm -hmm. with this. So, uh, yeah, it's how she learns about the Rebellion. And, of course, it's at an even pre-Rebels and pre-Rogue One point. So it's still very new. It's still very nebulous in a lot of ways. Uh, and that was a really enjoyable thing to get to dig into. And they also let me know that I would be able to introduce Haldo. So uh, I got to do that, which was fun. That's awesome. Yeah. That's an interesting time period to me in the, the Star Wars saga is that time between the prequel trilogy mm -hmm. and the original trilogy. Because, yeah. you know, the, the Clone Wars were fun. Seeing that w was good and all. I am a I, huge Clone Wars fan. Very good show. Yeah. But seeing that time between the two trilogies, seeing, you know, Vader hunt down the remaining Jedi and mm -hmm. how the Empire really, you know, gets the stranglehold on the galaxy to me yeah. is, you know, the one of the biggest uh, biggest parts of the Star Wars story and, and my favorite era. Yeah, I hope that we'll be able to dig more into that in the future. I get the sense that they're kind of waiting while they figure out, like, basically until we know absolutely everything that's going in the third trilogy, we probably won't go back to there, but afterwards it's possible. Who knows? Uh, do you have any upcoming projects that you can talk about? Um, right now, uh, I am writing the third book in my original YA series. The first book, Defy the Stars, came out last year. In about two months, Defy the Worlds will come out. And if I manage to make my deadline, Defy the Fates will come out in 2019. 
And last question, do you have any social media or a website you'd like to plug? You can find me at ClaudiaGray.com, and that's Gray with an A. I will say I've been taking kind of a break from social media. Uh, that was mostly born out of intense news anxiety, but, uh, you know, I've enjoyed it, to tell you the truth. I, I like really forming, fully forming my own opinion about things I read and watch and consume without, you know, before I am hearing other commentary uh, and really kind of having some time with it. I've, I've enjoyed it a lot. It's a good mentality to have. Yeah, but I like still, that. I will resurface. And as you know, I attend a decent number of cons and things every year. So I can be found. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to do the interview and enjoy the rest of Pensacon. Okay, thank you. This was fun. Thanks again to Claudia Gray for taking the time during Pensacon to have that really fun conversation. Be sure to follow her on social media and check out all her various books on Amazon and your local bookstores. But speaking of Pensacon, next week you'll be hearing my conversation with another Pensacon guest, writer of Mystery Science Theater 3000, Mr. Bill Corbett. So be sure to come back next week and check out that really fun episode. But until then, you can check out past episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and all podcasting platforms. Just search for The Derek Diamond Experience. If you want to follow me on social media, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Podcast. And I believe that's going to do it for this week's show. So enjoy the rest of your week. Have a safe and fun weekend. Thank you for tuning in to another awesome episode of The Derek Diamond Experience. I am your host, Derek Diamond. And we'll see you guys back here next Thursday with Bill Corbett. Listening to a Nerd Cave Network production.